0: you're listening to errol parker and clancy overall editors of the batuta advocate on desert rock fm welcome back to the batuta advocate radio show recording live here in the old city district downtown batuta budgie smuggler studios you're joined by myself clancy overall and of course errol parker how are you, errol
1: always good mate good to be here good weather up here now yep and we've beaten COVID, so yeah that's Once all again. over that's all over but, you know,
0: we're now seeing the fruits of a year spent locked indoors. As we said last week, a lot of people lost a lot during the pandemic. And a lot of people found new avenues to apply their, uh, you know, their crafts. And people found new businesses, people decentralised. And we got we saw a lot of silver linings to the whole thing. One silver lining, I would say, that we have seen is the, I don't know how to put this, the carvanaissance of uh, Claudia Carvin. Who joins us here today on the Batuta Advocate Podcast. Thank you for joining us, Claudia.
2: Oh, lovely to be here. Beautiful town.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good time of the year to be here. It's not too hot.
2: Not too dusty. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: no. Nice and green, actually, outside. But, Claudia, now you've been greenlit for a second season of Bump. And you are, once again, the show that you were involved in is rating. Rating, rating. I don't know if they call it rating on streaming services. But you are... Number one, really, in the country right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, apparently record-breaking, yeah, for Stan. So, hey, can't beat that, can you? Instant gratification.
0: Yeah, you can't. Well, it is like that nowadays, isn't it? You don't have to wait for the quarterly ratings or the, or the no. anything like that. It's just day one. That's You'll right. get a phone call from the –
1: Well, yeah, and, and I suppose on those streaming platforms and stuff, yeah aren't trying to give those numbers to advertisers. I mean, there are people who are paying good money to watch it, you know, and that they're getting what they want.
2: Yeah, and we don't have to wait, you know, week on week out for the episodes to drop. They just dumped them all on New Year's Day when everyone had a lovely hangover and <laughs> it was lovely wet weather and people were over covid and I think we sort of it was a perfect storm for us. People sat around and binged the hell out of it, which is um yeah, we the whole team were extremely gratified.
0: Were you in the background as well on uh
2: Secret Life of Us. Yeah, Secret Life of Us. No, I was not. I I was uh, I was an employee mm-hmm. and and very new to television, and very scared of the commitment because yep. I was a bit of a film snob I really only did feature films and stuff mm-hmm. and John Edwards and Amanda Higgs and Judy McCrossan offered me the role of Alex and I had no idea how TV worked And I was like yeah look I'll do the first four episodes and if I'm happy I'll stay on <laughs> <laughs> and they just took a punt on me and of course I stayed on for you know two and a half series and though back then it was like 22 episode series and they were hour-long episodes where the bump is like 30 minutes
0: and it doesn't feel rushed either that's the thing i mean maybe it's just the the consumer you know our mindset has changed but bump feels like you get everything in in each episode oh, I, and it's it, and it's and it's crazy to think that we would watch sometimes longer than an hour of an evening and and sometimes more than one episode if we were you know if we had the box set
2: yeah i think we we tried to pack it in we tried to make sure there was no fat and you know there's i think there's a good amount of layers in there so um yeah hopefully they're satisfying half hours
1: so just for people like clancy can you (laughs) describe (laughs) the difference between being a show creator and say a writer like what does the creator do
2: that is a very good question. So, for instance, on Love My Way, I shared the creative credit with Jacqueline Persky and John Edwards. So that meant we were the core initial team. I initially came up with the idea of Let's Explore being in your 30s in Sydney because I'd just done Secret Life of Us, 20s in, the, in Melbourne. So that was yeah. sort of – I'm so incredibly original. It was a brilliant <laughs> idea. Like. <laughs> Not, So that's why you get that title because you are there from the beginning to populate the world, invent the characters, invent the tone, put the team together. But uh, for Doctor Doctor, I I was credited as a creator as well with Tony McNamara, the amazing Tony McNamara who created the Great, which is on Stan at the moment and one of the best TV series. He's a bloody genius. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's it's how early you are on a project. You know, you might come onto a project and it's being described on, you know, a, a one-pager, for instance. So mm-hmm. when you populate the world, invent the characters and the arcs, then that's how you inherit that title. But for instance, on this one, Kelsey Munro was her original idea. She knew of, of some parents that, who this, had a similar thing had happened, not a cryptic yeah. pregnancy, but a, a teen pregnancy and she was on maternity leave for the second time and she was like oh how what's a great way to sort of contextualize the the shock of motherhood and she thought yeah I'll do it to a 16 year old and you know that type of 16 year old and blindside her so it was a good good framework and then I came on very early and contributed a whole lot of other layers to the the production so therefore you know, I I was I said to John, you know, you ask Kelsey if she wants to give me a, a creative credit because, you know, it is her yep. original idea and she, yeah, was very keen to do that. So does that answer the question? Yeah, it's a bit it does, of a long yeah. answer, no, wasn't no, no, it? No, that's,
1: so basically <laughs> you, you take this idea that you create and you handball it to a bunch of people in a room who just flesh it all out.
2: That's right. well, we all sit in the room together, and you know we have contributors coming and going. On Bump, we had a fairly consistent core group of Stephen Ariagada, Jess Tuckwell, who wrote three of the episodes, Matila Gupta, who wrote episode five, and Tim Lee, who wrote two episodes. So they were they were in the room from the outset, and yes, we we have a big whiteboard and we just basically bring in our diaries and share our most you know private, embarrassing stories. Mm-hmm. and then sort of convert them into yeah. something unrecognizable. The the,
0: the the thing I found with bump is it it hits a lot of you know nostalgia as well as as exploring new things on on the Australian you know television kind of world. It explores obviously the idea of a cryptic pregnancy, which is real, and we've all heard a story, and also teen pregnancy. But you know you also get a throwback to the kind of that effortless kind of multicultural, you know, Australia, which we saw in Heartbreak High and we used to see back in the day, Heartbreak Kid. And there's a little bit of alabrandy about this as well. Do you find like, you know, it's, it's resonating in that way with some people?
2: oh, yeah, we've got a lot of attention for that Mm. and a lot of kudos, which Mm. is great. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much the first... one of the main questions I get asked is, oh, the diversity is so great. But there is a fantastic article on Arts Hub which is titled Diversity is a White Word. And so, I don't know, I I try not to use the D word. I just think, you know, you've just got to reflect Mm. what Australia really is and the demographic of Australia. And there's sort of no excuse to not do that anymore. I think we've sort of been quite lazy or stuck in our ways or anglo-centric or whatever it is but it was Nakia Louie actually I was on a panel with her at Giant Dwarf and she sort of challenged me and I was like oh god I think I'm getting a bit apathetic in yeah. that space so Kirsten McGregor who is the casting agent it's very very big on her agenda as mm. well and it's just exciting to see new faces and create new careers. Like Yuani yeah. Saula, the Samoan boy, like he's never acted before. Yeah. He's eighteen years old. He was on his way to being a rugby star, and he put down an audition, and he just kicked it out of the park. And yeah. he's like, he's brilliant.
0: Yeah, it, but it, it's it's representative more so than diversity because it's uh, you know it's telling obviously a story of. of you know, there's suburbs like that in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane and, and we haven't actually seen that of late and that's I feel like that's been well portrayed. Do you see similarities between this kind of story and was it ever on your mind making this show, you know, to you grew up in a kind of bohemian, kind of eccentric, you know, multicultural kind of you know, upbringing in, in Sydney? King's Cross, wasn't it?
2: It was, yeah, yeah. Victoria Street.
0: Are, are you channeling any of that, any of your, uh, you know, your youth?
2: Uh, look, I think um, all contributors in the room, yeah. we all bring our lives to the show. So, yeah, you can't help but even even unconsciously, uh, you know, the way you might solve problems or your general sort of philosophies or whatever, your values, they just they sort of get absorbed in the way you want to tell a story. So, yeah, I mean, that that was my childhood and, yeah, it's pretty... <laughs> unique yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> did you did you fall into acting was that was that a result of your surroundings like we i mean we're going back well before you know bump here but um, yeah i was you know, 10 this, yeah
2: yeah well my parents were originally in the film industry they went over to Cannes film festival and represented uh the singer and the dancer um actually an armstrong short film and Burt Dealing's pure shit, and they they were part of Film News magazine, and all their friends were in the film industry. Yeah, right. But then they started this nightclub in in Kings Cross, so it was frequented by lots of film people, and I was a ten year old kid around. So. That's generally what you do. You grab yeah. the the nearest kid if you need yeah. a need a kid in a role, and that was me. I had no. I had no aspirations to be an actor, and my mother certainly didn't on my behalf either. Yeah, she yeah. was not a stage <laughs> mom <laughs> <Yeah, yeah.
1: laughs>
2: by any stretch of the imagination. That might should. be why you stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do you know what
1: you would be doing if you weren't doing this?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I uh, would, I find medicine fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's probably just romantic vision of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, or Dr. Yeah, well, that's right. You could be a TV doctor. Uh, Yeah, well, I was. I was a surgeon on Uh, uh, Secret Life of Us, and I did start really believing that I I probably could cut my friends open successfully. Just
0: waiting for that heart attack in a restaurant. (laughs) Just clear the way. and when did you i mean you, you've been part of this kind of alumni this class of secret life of us and you know and, and everyone almost all of them and some of the people you kind of working with in your uh you know your early tv shows that you worked on have all gone their own ways and done amazing things are there any reunions you know do you do the big mendelssohn mailman kind of catch-ups because it's almost like a lot of people launched from the same place as you did
2: Yeah, I mean, Mailman and I sit on the board of Screen Australia together, so that's a reunion, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Every couple of months we go through the board papers um, (laughs) and she's just gold, like, honestly, bottle her blood. She's Mm. one of the most gorgeous and beautiful actresses in this country. But she's also, she lives her own life. She's mm. got kids. She lives down the south coast. And um, Mendelssohn, I get the odd sort of call from him as he's strolling down Sunset Boulevard. And he, <laughs> did, <laughs> he just goes, oh, I was just thinking about you, Claude, and yeah. just wanted to thank you for, you know, that job on your little show. Yeah. Love yeah. my way, you know, because he wasn't getting a lot of work at that time. Yeah. So, you know, he thinks of me every now and again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's nice of Ben, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I mean, it just did. Did you feel like it was happening when it was happening for a lot of you? You know, you youngsters. Did you feel like you guys were being part of, you know, TV history when you were in these programs?
2: No, not no. at all. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. I, I don't think I ever sort of take that bird's eye view mm. and also you know acting careers it's so much about perception mm. like really you you know if, you, if you're on secret life of us and you apparently got this amazing career you're literally working six months of the year and the other six months you're like you're i'm out of work you're, in
1: Bondi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're walking down
2: <laughs> and no one really needs me and everyone else is going to work yeah. i'll do the crossword <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you ever do the theater thing Did you do a lot of that as a youngster?
2: Yeah, I did a bit. I did. And and when you're on a good theatre show, it's just, it's pretty transcendental really. It's just kind of amazing and you learn a lot and... And then when you're on a mediocre one, it's like uh, torture. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever says yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Oh
2: man, it's death. And also, each each audience responds exactly the same way every oh. night. It's like, great, so we're getting to intermission. How many people do you think are going to come back? Oh <laughs> yeah. And then you have to go through the second half of the show with about half the audience there and half of them falling asleep. <laughs>
0: that's uh. isn't, that's a that's the craziest thing about theatre and and audiences. <laughs> Is that you can leave. Well, that people. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. true. Right. We
2: people, can't. People
0: are much more comfortable walking out of a, of a stage show than a cinema for some reason you know people will sit through the worst movie they've yeah, ever seen
1: because there's an in, the, <laughs> la, 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 there's an intermission yeah. so you can get halfway and just be like nah where yeah. at the movies if you get up and walk out of a movie you just break the magic for everyone and everyone yeah. looks at you going excuse me yeah, sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. excuse I me I
0: suppose that's a problem with you they get you to the door and then you go and yeah. buy a pack of cigarettes and run away forever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing, you know. I think I think you know the audience is king. And sometimes if you if you're sitting in the audience, and you're going, these actors are having a lot more fun than I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to go home. <laughs> um, I don't I don't hold that against audience members. I no. think you know.
0: Now, we can talk about this because, you know, Bump has done so well and, of course, there's other uh, programs and all the other movies and stuff you've worked on has done so well. Have you ever done, and you hear about this development hell quite often, you know, you hear about development hell and, you know, how Star is Born, they've been trying to make that for 20 years again, you know, they had Beyonce ready and ready and ready and then all of a sudden they had Lady Gaga. Have you ever done that on a production or, you know, where you've gotten... All the way through, and it just doesn't happen.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And and interestingly, like sometimes the the platform has invested, you know, up to like three hundred thousand dollars in it. So you're thinking, <laughs> oh yeah, we're in. This can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And then suddenly the whole yeah project dies. But you know, there is a beauty about being in in development too. Mm. It's it's a very creative part of the process, and and you sort of become like a magpie as you're living your daily life. You're sort of picking little, oh that would be good in that scene. Or, oh, that outfit would look good on that character Or So you're sort of, it's a rich time mm. But yeah, it is a bit of a limbo time too
0: You weren't of the era where you had to choose between TV and film, I'm guessing I mean, paperback hero, straight into, you know, these, yeah. um, these, like,
1: these series No, I think you're probably responsible for giving the world Hugh Jackman <laughs> Really, I mean, like you really helped him along in that movie and now, <laughs> And now look at him it's going from strength to strength.
2: <laughs> oh, what a lovely guy! He is a genuinely lovely guy. Yeah.
0: But you didn't. You didn't have to, like, say I'm going to go do. I'm going to go do film now. You could because you know they talk about Clooney as someone who was kind of the first that did both, from E.R. to. Oceans Eleven.
2: Yeah, but that's the American industry. Yeah, you yeah. can't compare it. In Australia you just have to do everything from, yeah. from waitressing to um uh, to TV it's to awful theatre production. <laughs> <Yeah>, to, <laughs> to, to developing shows that never get up to yeah. uh you know, yeah. you just gotta do it all.
0: And do you like doing films?
2: I do, I do. I, I like it I like it a lot. I just did a beautiful film actually. It should come out eventually, because of COVID it was sort of smashed like everything did a great film with Noni Hazelhurst and Stephen Curry mm-hmm. called June Again and uh, directed by first time director called JJ Winlove it's a beautiful story and it's a great film but it was low budget it was quite a short shoot so it was quite swift so it was a bit like television but yeah. when you do go onto a film set and they have triple the amount of resources and triple the amount of time it is a very different process i kind of i like the pace of tv
0: so you, you're you saying you could power through a, like a season of television faster than a big movie?
2: Well, it comes down to the amount of minutes you'll shoot in a day. So yep. sometimes on Love My Way we would be shooting ten minutes of screen time in a day, whether on most feature films, well not most, I mean there's all different variations of budget, but on a medium Australian film you might shoot three minutes of screen time a day, so... You know, it's a big yeah. difference.
0: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. In the amount of coverage, the amount of takes, the amount of yeah resources, it's just different.
0: No, we we know um, one of your former <laughs> co-stars in the shape of Sam Parsonson, an actor who's um, worked with us on stuff over the years, and he tells me, even though he played a youngster in Love My Way, he still gets bailed up in you know restaurants and stuff about how much that show saved this person or changed their life and you know he was the kid
2: yeah i'm guessing
0: that can happen a bit more to you know the leads
2: yeah, I, I I don't know. I have some sort of weird way of blocking that sort of that stuff out. I still wander down the street and talk to myself out loud and yeah. pretend that I'm invisible So or feel invisible, which is great. But, yeah, yeah, there is a sort of visibility. Uh, he's great, Sam. Yeah. I, I have to say I remember Sam every time I hang out my washing because we were doing a scene together and we were hanging out the washing and I was hanging out the jeans, just folding them over the line, like dropping them over. He's like... Is that how you hang out your jeans? He was like, he was like about seventeen years old or something. I was like, yeah. Yes, why? He said, no, that's not how you do it. You got to, you got to get the waistband and you have the jeans open. You click. I was like, oh my goodness, I've been schooled <laughs> by a seventeen-year-old boy. So I thank him for that. My jeans dry a lot quicker.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the, uh, the the thespian boarding school kid coming out of my Yeah. <think. laughs> You've said a lot in interviews after bump about how and we spoke about it earlier is that the half an hour and you know how you can trim the fat and how you can get a drama or a, you know a comedy drama or you know any kind of program you can get that up now with streaming and, and people are keen for it is that is that something you've been waiting for in film and TV
2: Uh look I at- I think I was sort of starting to despair because Mm. it didn't look like the landscape was going to change. It always looked like half hour was going to be the sort of the cheaper show and Mm. the comedy skit show and, you know, in terms of free-to-air scheduling for some reason, it just didn't ever fit into their schedules. It always had to be hours. and So I'd sort of given it up and Kelsey, who's totally fresh to our industry, she'd she'd never had a script produced before, and it was her passion to go for a f- half hours. So we did go into the stand meeting saying it was going to be hours, mm-hmm. just to sort of get them on the hawk. And, you know, to their credit, they were fantastic collaborators and and terrific to work with. When we did fess up and go, you know, we actually think this would be a half hour. We just had this brilliant idea. (laughs) (laughs) What do you you reckon about half hours?
0: We were just saying on the (laughs) way here. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And they were like, great, yep, we're on. So, yeah, so thanks to Kelsey, we Mm. really gave that a red hot go.
0: And are you feeling it in the uh, the air? There's going to be an Australian TV kind of renaissance as well outside with all these streaming all these platforms are setting up shop
2: well yeah it's pretty exciting i mean to date a lot of the internationals because stan is an australian Mm. streamer a lot of people don't know that they Mm. think it's international but a lot of the internationals aren't investing as much in our stories so i'm really hoping they see the success of bump and they see that you know it is a way into our marketplace like people do want to see themselves and and their accents and their their landscapes and their stories being told and it's you know, rather than just inheriting yeah. an in- international library.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it. It feels like there was a time, you know, where I guess reality TV was a big changer. When you know, when when free to air networks were able to say this is Australian made content. You know, yeah. I'm going to put twenty yeah. drunk bogans <laughs> in a house on the Gulf Coast, and this is uh, yeah. You know that that that's in their mind. They met that quota that would have once gone to country practice or Stingers.
2: Yeah, yeah, that whole drama system and the point system is quite complicated. I think mm. I think you get more points for drama, so it's not yeah. exactly apples right. for apples, but yeah, there was an element to that for sure. Yeah. But one of the interesting things, I think it was Tony Ayers said in an interview, you know, why do we have a problem with, you know, the D word, diversity on camera, where, you know, you look at MasterChef and it's mm. United yeah. Nations. yeah. And he had a great point. And then there was an, a terrific article. I can't remember who wrote it, but they said, "Yeah, yeah, they they want all these different faces on camera and and on screen, but none of us are excuse the f word. None of us are fuckable. No yeah. one wants to have sex with us. We're yeah. just the we're the you know we're the best friend or whether this that, yeah, that yeah. thing. So that was another layer to yeah, yeah, yeah. representation. Is like okay, and you're also you know people are falling in love with you and. Yeah. So um, that was another great article.
0: But, you know, you look at the success of some of the great kind of TV institutions, Heartbreak High. And then, of course, even in America, you start looking at the, the big, sellable, bankable kind of shows. And they were World Wrestling, you know, and The Fast and the Furious. And these things were like almost... Every single character was from a different kind of part of the world, and that's it. Just sells it, does work, it, like, it does it, yeah. work.
2: Yeah, there was a great investigation into that earlier this year. There was a great article about America and how, um, you know, what was it? The what was it? Was it the Black Panther or what was it called? That yeah. um, That feature film with full black cast, it was a Marvel or something, yeah,
0: Black Panther. It yeah. was
2: called Black Panther, okay. You know, there's so many examples to cite, but it was interesting, one of their one of the things they were still not addressing was latinos yeah. and they're 30% of yeah. the australian uh, the american population but they were actually Representatives, like 5% in yeah, representation. Yeah, yeah. So I think we may have even beaten the Americans at and their own game. <laughs> a
1: lot of the movies, they were always the bad guys and too. The, yeah. same, the same four actors.
0: There's Hector, the guy with the Southern yeah. Californian gangster with the shaved head and the moustache. We
1: all uh, We've all but seen um, those five or six actors that get the start. There's been a lot of press recently really with all this COVID that's happening. That the rise of streaming is having a knock on effect with movies. How people aren't able to go to the movies anymore. Do you think they'll always be around? Like, you know, we'll always have a bookshop where you can go and buy a hardcover book. Do you think that movies are just they're so entrenched in the storytelling experience of movies that they'll just always be around?
2: I think so. I mean, I think well, there was big furor when something called the television was invented. They're like, oh, it's gonna be the end of radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think there's room for everything. And, you know, some stories really need to be told in, in a feature film yeah. format. They really suit it. Yeah. And certainly there's a lot of directors out there who still yeah. believe that until you've made your own feature film, you're not a director. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: not a movie, it's a film. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. A film.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like the, the awards and, and, you know, there's people that grow up viewing, you know, screen that way. And, um, and, and don't think anything else when they're going through, you know, university or they're going through film school. They don't ever think, oh, I'm going to TV. I'm going to make, you know. I, I guess it is the similar to books in a way where people have got that one one book in them.
1: Yeah, well, apparently. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Every drama teacher. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Wait till I get out of my, this place, you little every, bastards. Every, <laughs> every, I'm going to write my book and I'm going to get out of here or, you know, I'm finally going to get that screenplay out. Every bloke living above a pub, ever.
0: Everyone you've ever met that's down there in the beer garden who's <laughs> got a good book in it, he's probably already written it. Uh, well, anyway, thank you for, for joining us today. This has been a really interesting conversation because obviously Batuta Advocate work uh, in the online space and, um, and in you know, traditional print newspapers. We didn't actually know too much about everything that goes on behind the scenes, especially in this brave new world. But for those listeners sitting on the tractor... Your wife has got Stan, and it is on the TV. So after landline, sit down, pull yourself a lemonade, and check
1: out Bump because yeah, it's. And it's, you can listen
2: yeah. to Radio National at the same time. You know yeah. you can't yeah. do two things at once,
1: provided you live in a place with you know the level of internet that you do need to uh, yeah to watch a TV show. Yeah, You probably won't be able
0: to pull this off in Sky Muster, but if you've got the copper wire, you should be all right. So um, you'll, you'll make up one of. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of Australians that have enjoyed this TV show, and uh, we're all excited for a second season. So, thank you for joining us, Claudia. Thank
2: Thank you. you.